everybody's first trip to Costa Rica. Yeah. Yeah. That's why you know they say Puerto Rico to everybody, right? Yeah. 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 Any questions? I know that you have some, after all your studies, I'm sure you have some curiosity about business and living abroad and things like that. You said you've been working here for quite some time. Yes. Um, what's your favorite part about working here and being involved with the call center? Some favorite things or favorite part about working here? Well, check this out. This was, this should have never happened. Back in August of 2000, I was 27 years old, in between jobs, right? Just graduated the University of Arizona, I was hanging out in Scottsdale. And a very good friend of mine owned a call center here, and he asked me to come down for just two months, just to teach some English. Two months turned into four years. I learned the business from the inside out. I was not C-level, so I saw the good and the bad, the happy and the sad. But guess what I learned? You wanna know the million dollar advice? Yeah. People just want their dignity. Why do you think I have Jurassic Park, Ultimate Fighter, one of the most beautiful jukeboxes ever? <laughs> it's because I like spending time with my people. I like to know your name and I think play is the best form of relationship building. If I can think like a 12 year old, then maybe you'll understand me. And even though I run a business, the fact that I can get you to relax, have some donuts, you took a few more. <laughs> it seems like everyone's having a good, good time. Do you understand that if we tried to build a company culture just today, it would work because we're breaking bread together, we're gonna play together, we're gonna have some fun together. So imagine that's what a strong start. I did it the old fashioned way. The way we were raised with our please and thank yous, right? I like to call the balls and the strikes. I love to give Philadelphia guilt <laughs> when it's applicable. And just like you being from Jersey and me being from Philly, we do what it takes to go the distance and win, do we not? Look what you've accomplished academically. I'm very proud of my career, but I don't have your studies. I was a Spanish major at the University of Arizona. That was it. That was all of my studies. The rest was momentum and passion for second languages. And through positive reinforcement, through hiring the right people, which are experts in the IT department and floor management and human resources and accountants and attorneys, I could learn the labor law sphere. I, I, I could get a home court advantage by hiring a home court. All they do is bring my Northeast personality, which you have, which I am going to say this is some special sauce. Growing up in Jersey, going to school in Jersey, knowing the winters, how cold it can be, and how hot and mucky those summers can be, and how beautiful those falls can be, especially around Halloween time. That's my favorite time of the year. And if you can bring that culture to this culture, it works. Does that answer your question in a roundabout? But this industry does have technology. There are headsets and CRMs, and you have to learn equipment, but that takes a couple seconds. The thing that you did, which impressed me most, is you all said hello to me when you walked in the door to properly introduce yourself and have big smiles on your face. That was wickedly cool. <laughs> you remember when you left for
first grade, the teacher said goodbye and made me say goodbye to them. Um, I just want to remind you where you come from. You can be as smart as you can be, and you're as brilliant as can be, and I'm, I'm going to say it again, I'm exceptionally impressed. But don't lose your essence. Don't lose that special spark on what got you to start this journey to begin with. Because you're all long shots. You're all dreamers. We all want to be eating donuts in your own company, having amazing students visiting you. This is a this is a gift for me. This is a beautiful compliment. I'm so happy that you're here with me today. Feliciano School of Business. That's great. Montclair State. Be very proud. And we're proud. I wish I had your theories. And I wish I had your thesis paper, your all-night study sessions. Well, my good friend, what dedication and structure have you given yourself? I'll take your theory. Fine, you know what the bike is. Just learn how to balance it. Because if you're relying on just those books, you're going to be in a lot of trouble. Rely on your heart. People have lives outside of the office. A lot of people raise their families, pay for medicines, take care of grandparents, pay bills. And so there might be pressure that people might have one day. Give them the benefit of the doubt. Judge them on 99 wins, not one losses. You're so fucking powerful. <laughs> <laughs> You've been with me for years. Edder's been with me over a decade. Same with baby. I have my niece working here. Think about when people commit their time and their careers and put all their chips down on something. You spent a lot of time and a lot of money on this on your direction, on where you are going. Go all the way. Don't quit 80% in. Don't let the naysayers and the great believers, the negative Nancys, the ones that say N-O, which means, professor, that they don't K-N-O-W enough about where you're going. No one, no one in my family learned the second language. My great-grandparents did when they came from Europe, went to New York, were in the garment industry, Three generations ago, I just did something different as a nomad and went south. That was my argument to my parents when I was under enormous pressure to go to Ivy League. My grandfather went to Harvard Law. My father went to Columbia Business. My brother went to Washington and Lee. And I don't know if you've heard of Germantown Academy. It's a very fine private school in Fort Washington. I was there till seventh grade. <laughs> and then I went to public school. I think people shine in their own areas, and you don't want to force fits. You'll never get the best out of somebody. Does it mean being selfish? No. If your intentions are honorable, and you're doing things with good faith, then by all means, add to your momentum. Test the water a little bit, like I did and what you're doing, before you leap. 40 hours is part-time. 80 hours is full-time. So if you want to really try a second business, you could have it in you. That's how you go 15. That's how you go distance. It's true. You, you think that by learning second languages is just five hours classroom, five hours homework, you're done. It is dedicated practice, like Daniel's son of the karate kid. It's dedicated practice. 
It's watching movies, reading books, having intercambios. Don't tell me in your business classes, besides studying, you go out to dinner and talk about what you're learning about or watching the news or reading newspapers. You can understand it better like an architect with building structures. You become more lucid, more astute to the world. You can make much better common sense decisions when you have those critical thinking skills. My parents are 3,000 miles away from here. I had to make these decisions. And when I relied on my foundation of my education, and also the people that surrounded myself in regards to athletics, friends, maybe your spiritual organizations, or just your own center and balance, I think you're all set up for a beautiful life. And maybe this will be the one thing 20 years from now you'll bump into me somewhere and go, hey, Richie, I remember seeing you in Costa Rica right before I started my career. And you said something to me that day, and look at me now. I hire hundreds of people. I've traveled the world. I fulfilled my dreams. You'll be 50 one day like me. Not the ladies, but guys. You're going to be bald like me, too. <laughs> my man. Yeah. <laughs> and beautiful. <laughs> but when you look back at your zigs and your zags and your twists and your turns, you'll be so proud you had the grit and the vigor and the desire to do it with your shoulders back and chest down and chin up while eating your popcorn. <laughs> You're very, very welcome. You may have seconds. <laughs> I needed to tell you my own story, and it's exceptionally sincere. I'm not saying I was lucky, I've worked through this. But how do you get here unless you surround yourself with some of the most, where did he go? Where he's gone. But some of the most incredible people. It's humbling. Do you understand? It's like my bricks in the wall. I'm only as good as my people are. If nobody shows up to my birthday at Chuck E. Cheese, I have no friends. And as much as you think being a boss is threatening, having the suit in the parking spot and, and, and all. Well, no, people have leverage. They can always not come back. I compete against Amazon, HP, Intel, and Oracle are here. When you came from the airport, didn't you see HP and Intel off the highway? Pretty cool, right? Well, here's my castle. I'm like Lando Calrissian in The Empire Strikes Back. I got my cloud suit. At least I got this. And I'm 150 strong. And we're pretty good. And people leave here for natural attrition. Why do people leave my company? Well, maybe they're scheduling conflict in university. It happens. It could be closer to their home. Maybe their partner works somewhere and they'd rather spend time with their boyfriend or girlfriend. And let's also be realistic. Sometimes there's no lucrative opportunities. You can make more money. But I tell you what, my friends, I have never, ever, ever given anyone a walk of shame. You're from Jersey. I know you know how to make people cry. <laughs> yes and no. You do. We don't do it here. Why? You have the leverage. If you really want to play big balls, then play. But then you'll have trouble looking at yourself in the mirror. People's mothers and grandmothers show up sometimes 
all I want to do is tell them how amazing they are. It's a gift that keeps on giving. And it's kind of funny because most of the people that work here say I'm the only boss that they've ever met. First, that's terribly sad. And secondly, what a torch to have. What a great thing to say. If you're going to do the Olympics of business, isn't that a good event to win? Kind of nothing else matters, does it? Because everything else would be bought. Amazon has more money than me. But has Jeff Bezos eaten a cookie with you? Giving you popcorn or putting pinball with you? I do. That's all I got. I can't outpay them, outbillboard him. I can't outlocation him, out free bus, medical trips him. I just can't. So what can you do as a natural romantic that's got nothing but your own essence? You dance in the rain, you smile, you make nice and happy homes. And it's stronger than anything anybody can buy. Like your best friend, do you need to buy your best friend? No, they were with you during the good, the bad, the happy, and the sad. You don't need to buy them dinner for them to return your call, give you a hug, and tell you how much they love you. Well, the same thing applies to business. You don't seem to realize how many times I've broken bread with these individuals. And we're so happy when I can delegate and see them grow and be promoted and take on additional responsibilities or bring in the freshman that's got zero experience but comes to the table bilingual and just has the desire so they have no bad habits. I can mold them like a squire to a knight. And I can lend a hand and guide. And when I do these things with checkpoints and reinforcements and, and, and true sincerity, you get the best out of people. They're not afraid of you. They'll come to my office. If you're not breaking the law, why are you afraid of a cop? You didn't cheat on tests. Why are you afraid of brilliant teachers? And if you're coming to work on time, and at the ready, wanting to learn, why would you be afraid of me? That's your own meal. Not kissing butt or playing off the politics. You're showing chivalry. You're, you're, you're winning on merit. And at the end of the day, by default, most of the time, I was the last one standing because I was flawless in regards to attendance and being punctual and just doing the basics of what you asked me to do with a nice smile on my face and wishing you well. And little by little, all the talkers, all the fancy dancies and the shiny objects would disappear. And then you're left with someone that's been with you for 10 years. Those are the diamonds. And if you can see those people initially, I find out a secret. I'm going to share a beautiful secret with you. When people are filling out resumes here, they tell me their qualifications and why I should hire you. But it's a mask. It's rehearsed. I don't like it. I turn the paper over and I ask you to write me a coming of age moment. Why? So I can judge her ground and vocabulary. But young lady, I want to see the depth. Can you tell me a story of when you beat up a bully or saved a kitten? Or did both in one day? I do it for two reasons. 
to see if you can really talk to somebody and not sell. And secondly, when you're at your lowest of low on a rainy Wednesday or someone hangs up on you and something's affecting you, I can remind you of that story that you shared with me of when you were on top, even if you were 12 at the time, I can still call you that nickname. And I can't tell you how many times by doing that with somebody can get them to snap out of that horrible spider's web that can just keep getting bad till someone quits, cries, or just loses it like Jerry Maguire. Prevention is better than a cure when you're dealing with people in their lives. I can't stress it enough. Please just extend humanity to people. And then that's how you get some of your best Good, right? <laughs> Come on, ask me a question. Sir. What kind of initial struggles did you face getting all of this off the ground? Like, what, were there any significant hurdles that you had to face, and how did you overcome that? Of course, finances. People overextend themselves when they first start a company. I worked out of my home, website went up, four months later landed my first account. One seat, one week. Couldn't build nor afford this. What did I do? I was renting a turnkey station at a blended center. It's like an internet cafe. So what could I do? You're at your station, I paid your salary, paid the overhead, paid the taxes, made my margin, got some juice out of that, it worked. Can I duplicate that? So I used that business model for two and a half years. Was I paying premium? Yes, it was very expensive per station per month. But I could scale accordingly without the overextension. So after two and a half years, I had enough capital to rent out space to build out 150 seats. What did I do? I bought used equipment. I don't buy used clothes, but I buy used equipment, sometimes even in the box, for pennies on the dollar. So I was able to scale that for about 70% off in regards to furniture and equipment. And it's a, of course, my friend, there's a rotation of call centers, almost like a car industry. And that's why I have you to find out that the equipment's great and to be my face there. Because if I show up, it's a dollar. If he shows up, it's 30 cents. You understand? <laughs> Plus he's better looking than me, he gets better deals. So that was that. And then when you save enough money there and you are sick of paying rent, that's when you purchase property. Never a mortgage, never a loan. You could argue with that, but it could also be taken away. I did this like the game of life or Monopoly. One house at a time. Can we get the hotel? We might need to go by go a couple times, but that's what takes me so long. This is 15 years, brother. This ain't no like you're, I don't know what movies you're watching, but this is slow and steady. You remember Shawshank Redemption? How many years did it take him to get out of jail? I mean, it's just, you're seeing quickness. No. You're, you're not seeing what the boxers do before they walk in the ring. What about the six months of training? Brother, what about those nights you spent studying that I never saw you study? I'm just seeing you now. I didn't see what you did. Don't forget the grind. But I did it conservatively. Grandma said, if you can't pay for any cash, you just don't buy it. I have credit cards for, I don't know, cars or hotel reservations. 
but I'm old school. Why? So you can't take it away from me. Sound good? I want to sleep at night. Don't make me make rushed decisions or do things out of desperation. That's when people make mistakes. You've heard my warning. So I'd rather have you smaller than larger and not stable. Sound good to me? Anybody else have a question for me? Self-growth commitment is, is quite impossible 
to get somebody to practice their piano in between sets. Teachers know when someone didn't study, yes or no? It's true. And sabes, you get more disappointed than you do angry. So if I know that you kind of are missing your beat, I'm probably going to say this is out of character for you. Are you okay? Water on your face, little Pac-Man, lots of talking. And if you have a relationship with me where you don't need to disclose and I'm not crying, but you could say, Richard, I need to take a breath for a minute. I need to relax for a minute. I want to reset for a bit. We get that. And if I can have that sort of foundation during chaos, where you can show me true character, then I know what to do to, to raise you. But how do I know what's wrong with you as a doctor if you're not telling me? That's when it becomes difficult. So that's why we do things at checkpoints and we keep bringing in words from different angles. And not every straight line works for everybody. That's why balloons are music or food or just any sort of stimuli to see how someone can be educated and, and participate. Does, does that help? Since attrition is so much, people come and go. How much anchoring can you really do? How much really growth can you deal with someone if they're just testing? So I think the greatest thing you could do, like in a cocktail party, is be polite or do and have good small talk. You know, and that's all you can really do. And then little by little, you start, you'll get it. <laughs> you'll really get it when they remember things about you. Friends remember birthdays, or your cat's name, or things that are important to you. Friends take a sincere interest. Maybe they take cognitive notes so they can review it later when they have the luxury of time. Friends sometimes sleep on it, or they'll write a draft and not send it, or they'll ponder it so the following day they can apologize or clarify. That's part of maturity too. That will assist you with learning. My friend, you have a question. Um, yes. Um, so, do you have any short term or long term goals for the Pulse and Soul? Like, where do you expect the present to be within like, the next few years? I would love to grow as large as it could grow, but my friend, I'm exceptionally selective of the campaigns that come in. You'd love to hear a lot of my calls that come in. A lot of them are gray area and shady. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to be the fall guy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so it's also an exceptionally strict Catholic country. So besides me accepting campaigns, I've got to make sure the individuals are willing to go home, tell their parents what they do for a living. So there's that fine balance, my friend, of, of finding something. There's a thousand ways you can earn a dollar. Don't ever compromise your ethics, values, or morals. It's never worth it. I promise you that. So that assists me in my slow growth. And I wish I was 100,000 people. But for some crazy reason, this is just how much my flower grows. We're still pretty flat. <laughs> Any questions? Second question. So, I'm sorry, I think Trinity is the great man for a lot of us. Thank you, Mike. Yes.
West Canadians teased themselves. Eminem ripped on himself in Eight Mile and then dropped the mic, did he not? Young lady, by making myself vulnerable, makes me the strongest I could ever be. Kindness for weakness? You're one and done. You take advantage of that, we're good. Fine, you got me for five, five dollars. Whatever, that's the price to pay. But the fact that you can have the honor system, I'd rather not have a sign on the wall that says shoplifters will be prosecuted. They're not talking to us. So I have it up there. I like the fact that we can have a Wu Wei. Wu Wei, it's no resistance. It's a Chinese philosophy. It's like wind in your sails and corrientes and, and the boats. Why row when you have current and wind? Downhill gravity. And if I need to force a fit with somebody, I don't want that. And I don't want to be someone different for someone to like me. Do you know why? Because it won't last a long time. If you tell the truth, you can tell the story a thousand times. If you tell a lie, you're going to eventually get caught. If you try to act or be something different, eventually you're going to stumble. And then it gets deeper. There's no weakness for asking questions, for clarification. That's why I'm attorneys. And the fact that I bring people into my call center, I have a smile on my face, I like to tell stories. I think personally, it has separated me from those people to at least get someone's attention. I didn't say I got the money or the contract. What I did, Trinity, is I bought some time. People are busy. People even prefer non-voice today. Chat and emails, right? It's very rare that somebody makes a phone call, let alone sits with someone like yourself and spends a nice afternoon. So this stuff, my friend, is special. I tell you what, kiddo, I'll remember the time I spent with you a hundred times more than any phone call I get. So I'm looking at you. We're chilling. Isn't that ten times better? young lady, if you're going to go on these sales calls and business meetings, you better show up. And you better sit with the people and do what you do best because that's your greatest strength. You can do it over the phone, but it takes away that. Does that make any sense? Yeah. We're all good looking. Why do I only want to make phone calls? Show up to your meetings. Look at the accounts. But no, my friend, be bold. Be vulnerable. And stand your ground. Make sense? Excellent question. Who else has something for me? Hey, the gobble gobble wish guy. Are you serious? Nobody else has questions? Okay, keep going. Okay, so my question was you said earlier that the culture is changing after 2020, the pandemic clearly affected a lot of the work, you know, the in person work especially. Yeah. So are, is there a plan to either move back into the office or is there a plan to? Keep the people at home and then also fill in more seats upstairs. When, when the people, not the Senate, you remember Gladiator, right? Yeah. Proletariat's more than the aristocrat. Everybody has leverage. Who's got leverage? Me or the 10,000 employees out there? They call the shots now. Work from home is it. It's virtual now. 
Matter comes here because he likes me. And he gets popcorn. <laughs> what do you want to do? Do you want to sit in your car for a half an hour? Do you want to go to a cubicle? Do you want to? What do you want to do? It depends on the stage of life, but no, it's change. It would be foolish of me to slander that. Why? I survived. The fact that they didn't close my company, I was allowed to send people home. Edder made it through a VPN, computers, and communication. People had these lifelines to my company where I still made money. Well, every single place was closing around me. Sweet and sour, the yin and the yang. If this were virtual, none of you would be here. We'd be doing some Zoom thing and you wouldn't have my donuts. <laughs> what do you want to do? If I force you to come in, you don't come work with me. But if I let you work from home, you're incredible, but I don't get to see you. So how do I do that extra 15%? How do I knock out that demon that just can't kick it? What about your best friends? Now you're lonely. You save money, you save time. Great for you, but technology. Not the same. Not the same. But I understand. It's time, it's money. It's you're paying for lunch, you're working, and Sometimes you just want to work in your pajamas. Doesn't mean you can't do good work. But I will admit this. I will say this. This is true. They became prints, not paintings. Do you get the visual? You can be a thousand prints virtually. You come to my office one day, you're a painting. And I see your brush strokes, and so is the client. So it's just a reprocessed hamburger. It's not gourmet anymore. And people are starting to do a custom bursting. They're starting to get used to it. Do you really like chat? Do you like staying on hold for a long time? No, you should get immediate support. People should know who you are and respect your account. If you think that I'm old school, I am old school. But if it still meets you, makes me a lot of money, and I could run a business, then by all means, there will be people from our generation that still wants to speak to someone, to possibly go to a store to try on shoes. Or maybe go to that same restaurant you've been going to for 20 years because you love the owner and you just feel like it's home. It's worth the money and the 20 minute drive, isn't it? And you over tip because you love them. That's life experience, brother. The rest is virtual. I don't want to live a virtual life. Do you see my phone all day? I haven't looked at my phone the whole time. And I don't plan to. I just want to lose that old story, right? Great questions, number three. I see the smart ones in the class. You, Mr. Popcorn, you gotta ask me a question before you leave. <laughs>
like you or the business or the job? How do you deal with that? Oh, it's so simple. Let me ask you a great question. Do you believe you do everything you can for something with good intentions? Did you did you do what you had to do? I can live with myself. If somebody leaves without a two weeks notice, that's unprofessional. That's on you. If you can't look in my eyes and shake my hand and say we had a good run, thank you for the opportunity, that's on you. You've not begged, but you've convinced me to hire you. I believed in you, invested in you. Can't you do the same for me? I don't have heavy hearts. I'm not a bad guy. I told you earlier, no walk of shame. But brother, you, if you start showing up late, I'm accountable to the client. You don't come in on a Friday, you don't make your calls, you just split. I got you, but you know that's not cool. So that's my thing. I get disappointed more than I do angry. But you're also young, and there's opportunities. Not saying you, my friend, but maybe someone wasn't raised the right way to thank somebody regardless of the outcome. It's the toughest thing to do, isn't it? Yeah, I do it. Because it builds character. And trust me, people around you Question from you. What is your question? I was going to ask this for all the reactions, like Could I have been successful? Sure. Yeah. Did you see me smiling like this? Sorry, what are you gonna ask? Miserable. Right. Is it worth the money? Really? What price do you want to pay? But your beautiful time and your mind and your dreams. Let's 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 be forthright here. You are above average in regards to intelligence, drive, motivation. It's, it's, it's true. There's one way to gauge you, and one of them is this. You did it. And so for me, a lot of the times, it's Sisyphus. It's me pushing that rock up the hill that rolls back down. It's those hard Wednesdays where I look in the mirror and I ask myself, is it worth it? And of course it's worth it. Great therapy is always worth it. It's always worth it. Because you walk alone. This is your forced march. I'm not living their life. I love them. They gave me a wonderful foundation, support, everything you could ask for. Private school, college, wonderful country club. I had a gorgeous, beautiful, northeast Philadelphia life. Not complaining. But I wanted to... Shed it all, 
start from scratch, making a couple grand a month. That's it. Living here, I drove a Yugo for a while. Remember a Yugo? Yeah, bought a two hundred dollar car. Why? Why not? <laughs> like Fred Flintstone, there was a hole in the ground. <laughs> I could Fred Flintstone it, but I wanted to taste the cheapest car ever because no one has Yugos in Jersey. I wanted to really start from scratch. I could always click my heels and go home. Mommy wanted to buy me that ticket. Trust me, never wanted to take it, ever. And here we are, 23 years later. That's why, as I say, this is a one in a million shot. You think being successful in a business process outsourcing, nearshore call center industry is easy? It's not Mike's Pizza down the street. So I look around and I try to figure out how, not why. Besides his mind in his server room and my attorneys and accountants, I look at this. And I look how I dress. And I look about the bricks on the wall and how what I do to this building. And everything I could think of outside of business is why I'm in business. Because if you start doing that thing, you're going to just be like, website went up, I was still in dream mode and surrealismo mode. But when I got my first deposit, and the day before that one week, one thing happened, that was my Christmas Eve. Do you realize the anticipation is one of the most beautiful drugs in the world? I love Christmas Eve more than Christmas Day. I'll look at my burger for 10 minutes before eating it. You weren't too, or are you too cool for school? If you weren't too cool for school, ask me questions. Come back. Wait a second. Can I ask a two sentence? 
Yes, and this is important for business meetings. You should always be spontaneous and clear. And we'll get back to you. Yes. Uh, how many uh, accounts do you have, and how do you prioritize your employees for each account? Right bus, right seat. Sorry? Right bus, right seat. What does that mean? I didn't understand. That means, like, let's say it's a sports team. <coughs> Are you a goalie? Do you play attack or play mid? Or are you a coach? If I force a pick for somebody, they might not want to make outbound phone calls. Maybe they're excellent for inbound customer support. Or maybe someone like yourself who doesn't eat any of my food might be perfect for back office, not employee support, because he's brilliant in chats and response time. Never, never, never force a pick, because then people get sad and they want to leave. They're in the right bus. Where is your seat? And so we'll test things and you'll find out where you belong, like a floating feather. Because this industry is weird. It's, it can be monotonous and people can burn out from it. So you have to really take that sort of perfect fit so they're stimulated and fulfilled into consideration because that's how it is. That's Williams was a genius because he was spontaneous. You're thinking of the future, or you're dwelling on the past. Please live in me now. Rash, I'll get back to you. Yes, ma'am. involved yeah there's work involved but it wasn't like the kind of work that you're thinking it was momentum work it was reinforcement work it was making more money buying more computers and building buildings work that's good things to have happen and so as I say it was just building but no there's a swagger that we have you're from Jersey I'm from Philly we have pride and we can back it up but we have nice pride like, we, we're not bullies, we protect. And we're leaders. And we ask questions, which you did. And everything's cool. <laughs> but no, I was never worried. The odds were in my favor. Yes or no? If you really had to choose on where you want to be raised, it's not bad being raised in Jersey, or even Costa Rica. But to be honest with you, it really just comes from here. By some like Marilyn Monroe is from some small town and she was one of the largest stars ever. It doesn't matter where you're from, it's just really where you are. That's why I keep talking about the now. The now is a beautiful thing if you can figure it out. It's just sometimes tough to find. But um, if I learned in Spanish, maybe it can help. Great question. Question, questions. Yes, ma'am.
love to share something with you. I, I consider something to be a romantic death. In the first 30 seconds of a phone call, if I'm making an outbound call, I'm going to do a company name spike. Okay, so I'm going to say the name of the company better than you do. Hey, Costa Rica's call center. And I'm also going to say, how are you doing today? How the hell Trinity's doing today? They're amazing. That sounds like a salesperson. I'm going to snap them out of it. I'm going to use anonymity to our advantage by saying something better than they do. So then when they snap out of that and ask me my name, there's a technique Trinity called the buffer boomerang technique. You buffer negative tones. You name drop. You let them know that's an excellent question. My name is Richard Brown. Buffer with the name drop. Let them know it's an excellent question. Repeat the question for send it back positive. This is called conflict management. You are capable of readjusting business tones. So you ask me my name, I say Trinity, that's an excellent question. My name is Richard. And all of a sudden I'll be asking to speak to the owner of the company. And prior to that transfer, I'm going to say, hey Trinity, I'm just going to let you know you did a great job. We call those positive escalations. Do it on the phone, do it in person, do it verbally, do it in writing. Don't separate yourself from 20,000 people. What? Yeah, because when I call the company back and speak to Mr. Jones, prior to speaking to Mr. Jones, Trinity answers the phone, she remembers me and says, Richard, thank you so much for that compliment that you gave Mr. Jones prior to the transfer. And then she's gonna tell me extension numbers, promotions, company culture. And you wonder why I get contracts. It's not my price, it's merit. You've been at the company 20 years, you're the owner's daughter, and you're the one that they ask at the end of the day, Trinity, you got 100 phone calls today, how are they? Everyone sucked, but uh, Richard Blank was the only one who asked my name. Oh yeah, that's true, he wrote about you in this email. It's the Richard Circle. All we're doing, kiddo, is just giving gifts. And so when my agents are making these calls, chance they get hung up on. Poor little Nanos, athletes. They said the name of your company, they said your name, they introduced themselves and smiled. You do that a hundred times a day, what happens when you do that through? Muscle memory, momentum, you're ready to go. So that's how they can handle this sort of rejection. Someone has something. Yeah. So this is more of a like a question for me. Everybody, like you, 
So why don't you reverse your mass? Move that physics around, right? Let someone's weight work against themselves. You're letting them know, here's the skinny dinny. You're doing the switch. What's your name? Richard Blank. What's your extension? 44. How long have you been at the company? 15 years. Great, because when this gets resolved, I cannot wait to write your boss and let him know how Richard Blank extension 44, a 15-year employee, was the greatest employee I have ever worked with in my entire life. Oh, please allow me to do A, B, C, and D. Oh, thank you. Richard did A, B, C, and D. D, great. D is A, B, C, letter three. One, two, three. So you're doing meeting minutes. Why are we doing meeting minutes? So when you call back, I don't know if Billy put it in the CRM. You have the CRM. You have the timestamp, 44. Now why do I do this? Because they can pull the call. Call centers pull calls. I didn't say that. Pull the call on the 12th. I spoke to 44. Yes, you did say it was ABC. Thank you. You got me? I got you. Stop. Just cut the fat. Think of the meat. You'll save an enormous, these are called rabbit holes that you will be avoiding. Does that sound like a plan, Stan? I don't boy. Who else has got questions for you? Really? My <laughs> man, look what I did. It's cool, let me come closer so you Move over, come on, you're asking me a question. Let me sit down with you. <laughs> begin there. I don't even see your resume. I haven't heard anything of what you've done work like. But you're looking in my eyes. I, I brought something out of you. You're asking questions. I know you're I know you, you have a certain personality, but I don't think it's about just asking questions in front of your 
there. You know, it's easy to do it there, but look what you did. You stepped up. That's why you're my man, man. You really made it out. And even though I don't know anything about you right now, Edder and I would find the greatest seat for you. And now I know you spot in the cafe, so when I come in, I know you're there. So I know we sit next to you there. Great start. You have a third or Come on, man, raise the charm. <laughs> Come on, think of something real quick. You burn your soul. My minimum contract is one month. I've had clients with me for 13 years. Sometimes people test me. I don't want to lock you in. I want to earn it every month. But I don't want to do a one-week test. That's not fair. And if I had to give you the best answer, three agents for three months left. seat with me. If we're starting with one, I'm loving that one. Is that cool? Thank you very much. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, who's got a question for me? Oh my God. See, I get it. I get it. When you ask the class who's got a question. <laughs> I made eye contact. You did. You contact. <laughs> Fidelity. The moment you lose the love for something, it's over. How many years have you been teaching, my friend? Three. And, and yourself? Two. Exactly. How many years did you put into your education? A lot. <laughs> Do you still love it? <laughs> Do you still love it? Yeah. Okay. Or does it feel forced? Yes. <laughs> Just make sure to love yourself yeah. still. Don't 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 do it where you, you hate it. Because those become very, very long days. You also mentioned being stressed before, right? Mm -hmm. But you still made it. The worst thing you could ever do is hijack that mind. If you don't graduate, no time left, you got beat 49 nothing in the football game, SOS. 
accept that from you anymore because I met you and I find you phenomenal. If you lose the game, go. But during the game, I want you swinging and winning. Can you jersey that for me? Because if I had succumbed to that demon, we'd be here today. It's true. It's getting bold. stories of people that make it through the oceans and up the mountains and deserts. They should have been dead five days ago, but there are certain light that we all have inside of us that make us shine. It worked for me. That's all I got. Not a small issue. someone needs to do that during their me time, where they can decompress. It's just like the gym. I mean, it's just, it's just muscle memory, and it's just, it's going through the motions. But listen, if someone's cursing at you, screaming at you, there's certain code words where we say, please, don't do that again, and then you have permission to hang up. But you are a professional, like a doctor should see blood. People in business should see earnings and losses, openings and closings, hirings and firings. It's the price you pay. And so someone that wants to make a phone call or receive a phone call from time to time might get that escalated call where someone is having a terrible experience with this insurance. But as I mentioned, buffer boomerang, readjusting tones, using people's names, clarifications, it's, it happens. But I believe they should either go to the gym, they should rest, they should eat well, they should meditate, they should go work out, because there's releases people have. And so I myself, I like to wash my convertible, play pinball, I work out in the mornings. I have richer time, because if I don't give myself time, I'm gonna be screaming at you. But Sabe's, one person's lack of preparation should not be my emergency. If you're dropping the ball and it's literally your fault, shame on you. But if you're just an amazing person that's here and someone comes into the store and starts screaming at you, you did nothing wrong. It's 
It's the kind of thing where it's very easy to adjust that with somebody. It's, I'll give you some good advice, really, really, really good advice. When someone is upset, you let them know that you understand their position. Thank you for sharing it with me and allow me a moment to consider. I didn't say I agree with you. I didn't say right or wrong. I understand your position. Very good. Thank you for sharing your insurance with me. Allow me a moment to work on it. I've seen that take things from a 10 to about a 4. And then you just work from there. Is that cool? You can almost What a smart question. You're very welcome. My man, I know you got one. Or, um, Dude, you look so smart. You've got to ask me a good question. <laughs> Are most of your accounts like strictly only domestic or international? Majority of my clients are in the United States and Canada. I've done a little bit of Europe. It's not really local. Half are outbound, which are sales appointments that are lead generation. The other half are inbound customer support. I will for certain clients, such as law firms. We do intake coordination for disability. We also work with movies and music, intake and upsell. I work with travel companies, transportation companies, production companies, real estate companies. It's fascinating when they come to me. My expertise is script writing. They'll give me a script that's like, hi, do you have your credit card at the ready? Let's sell you five things. I'm like, dude, better hang up. <laughs> I go, so what we do is we do like Paul McCartney and John Lennon. We'll dance together and we'll write music together. And we'll make sure that things are appropriate so that the agents are comfortable making the call and people don't hang up. That's a great question. Yeah, but but they say, Richard, all I want are people with no accents. Well, you're from Costa Rica. <laughs> but how about this? If you are bilingual, it just bears the mark of higher education. And having a slight accent is a beauty mark. I'd rather have perfect grammar vocabulary than perfect English in your head. Grammar makes sense. Good. My man, what a great question. I appreciate that. Who has not asked me a question today? Ah, <laughs> yes. And he finished his donut. <laughs> My man. Hey, right. your full donut. What you got? I'm never right at this as well, but I'm going to write children. Sound like a plan, but I am not going to recommend this book. But I've done about 150 podcasts. I don't sell anything. I'm supposed to be selling you something. There's no seminar or book. I share. Isn't that nice? Just sharing. Sharing ideas and putting wind in the sails of the podcast hosts because then there's no pressure. The worst artists are the ones that are commissioned. The greatest artists paint for free and with love. And so if I can make these podcasts without shoes on, so I can feel the floor. Um, I really get into it. It's kind of cool. It's just 
your whatever that's really, 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 really important, and you want to speak to somebody. Or even better, drive there and sit with somebody. And if you're crying because of insurance, doctor, life, you really think the AI is gonna really ask you how you and your children are doing? How's your health? And if they do ask that, you're gonna go, man, that's the fakest AI question. You don't care about me. But someone that you've done business with for 20 years would love to compliment you and ask you how you're doing. So there will always be a market for me. It might be less, but you might pay more to speak to somebody than to a computer. Um, so I'm not worried. And if it does overtake me, I will, as my ship is going down, be the last person taking a phone call that day. And thank the run that I had. And be thankful for the fact that I was in it while we had it. I was here during the glory days, right? Rock and roll. Isn't that beautiful about life? It's all about timing. So that's why half of my success was If I had started my call center now with everyone working from home, I wouldn't even have the building. We don't need it. So it's it's just when you belong and where you fit. But I'm not worried about AI, and neither should you be. You went to school to compete against AI. Yes or no? But I'm glad you brought it up. We might as well confront the monster now, shouldn't we? What an excellent question. So smart. My brilliant teachers, you would ask me questions, but you have a question? I've got lots of questions. Well, then ask me all your questions. You're the only ones in ties, so let's be smart. Can you uh, walk us through a new client that's coming to you for a particular product or service, and then how you help them to figure out the voice of the brand, as well as the information you need to translate that into something credible for people on the phone? You need to bring the brand to me can't reinvent that wheel. But prior to any sort of contracts, we have pre-launch checklists. Editor will send out something that is IT related, or manager Fabian will send out onboarding, reporting, training related, and then I get on the phone to see if we're a good fit. Start cursing on the phone, which means you're gonna curse at my agents. That's not gonna work. Are you gonna write me bold cap and in red in my emails and one word answers compared to proper business letter, I, I don't feel comfortable. No warm fuzzies. You just do it, you just do it, me just do it. This is Lennon McCartney. You kind of have to give me a list, a script, an idea, but you're an expert. Yeah, some things, but you kind of need to give me the other half. It's, people expect miracles, or they think that it's what Hollywood produces. All the movies of the Wolf of Wall Street and Boiler Room, and we don't do that. Yeah, but my question is the majority of the clients, if they're like the people that I work with, they've avoided phones all their lives. They've avoided answering direct questions from customers. Sure. And so they're presenting to you some lofty idea of what they represent and how they want questions answered, and you have to still answer the tough it's very simple. I'd like to know how long you've been in business, how long, how large is their customer base? Because if it's tens of 
thousands of people, and you're telling me that you're only communicating with them with a yearly email or some sort of order confirmation, I don't think you're being able to get an upsell. I think you're risking retaining that client. You're possibly eliminating any sort of referrals that you'd be getting from them. And if you want to really know a business school, graduate, final exam answer, the greatest thing you could ever get is the exit interview, huh? That's losing the business. What? Yeah, if you have a long-term client, they're gonna tell you what you did wrong, or what your competition did to earn that business. And you're telling me clients are not communicating with their people like that? First, they're probably losing people like crazy from frustration. And secondly, they're not getting any sort of feedback. And so maybe just do a sample of your oldest clients, your top producing clients. Remember dates of when they joined, when they, lost, when they last purchased something. You can maybe update third-party information because stuff is nine years old and things are bouncing back because Billy doesn't work there anymore. Maybe you could upgrade. So it's the kind of thing where I need to walk backwards and dissect. Making phone calls is a means to an end. That list you're talking about is very hot. But if you're talking about Trinity's list, about making cold calls, branded calls, that's a different sort of ball game altogether. But my goodness, you've got a list like that of existing clients for years, shame on you for not touching base with them and maximizing the potential and worth of that client. My students, does that make any sort of sense? Because I get the greatest feedback from So as I said, I have a lot of questions. Yeah. So can you uh, help us understand a situation where it's a brand new company, they're just establishing their customer base, so okay. if they don't have that history sure. to draw on, how do we help them figure out who the right customers are, where the right fit is, and help them to ultimately, you know, in a consultative way, figure out where that cash flow is? Well, we first decide on their scheduling. Is it a business-to-business, -business or is it a business-to-consumer call? Those are two different types of phone calls. Secondly, am I able to use the leverage of Spanish? Is there a chance, I think, calling into that market? If it does, that means that our talk times will be more, our conversions will be more, and our ramp-up time is quicker because it's home court advantage. Do you have a script? No. Let's write one. Have you done any sort of calls before? Uh, no, so why don't we role play some? Why? Because when I give the recordings to the agents, they can get the genre, the feel. Imitation is best form of flattery. If it's a pilot project, I'm gonna have to let you know, Bobby, it's gonna take us a while to get some metrics. We're building a pipeline, we're getting feedback. Who knows if it's even the right agents for it, because you're just starting. So it's the kind of thing, at least give it a month, two months, three months. We'll do checkpoints with you. I'll make sure you make 400 calls a day. I'll listen to the calls. I'll see the feedback. I'll see how old the list is, how people are responding. Do we do a voicemail template? Do I do an email template? I say yes. Why? Because if I can go to a LinkedIn profile, or if I can go to a website, just for a couple seconds, don't do it for 20 minutes, you can custom make something. So once again, that's gonna separate you from the thousands of phone calls that are calling me sir and trying to pitch me compared to Mr. Blank. I hear you got pinball machines. It's not my intention. That's the hook. And so I don't want hooker by crook, and I don't want these people embellishing on the phone and not compromising ethics, but my goodness, they need to do some self-wrap which means they, if they don't have the established track record, you could say, hey, unlike other companies that have been sending out emails, at least I'm giving you a courtesy call today. 
unlike other companies that haven't spoken to you in five years and just send an email, I'm giving a positive, Trinity positive escalation to you prior to a transfer. You're just showing good faith. It's all you got. And I think they're gonna like that better than people that aren't communicating with them. And so clients sometimes accept that. And sometimes clients wanna just carpet bomb and throw things out there. And then I say, I don't think that's a very good fit. Not for my reputation, for your reputation. Because it just is so informal. People aren't gonna take you seriously like that. There's no due diligence prior to the call, prior to building that sort of established clientele base or record. And so that's a nice first impression I've seen with people. We respect boundaries, we give callbacks, we send emails, we, we follow your rules and your pace. And we, we, we put in a calendar when to call back or for things. And so it's a process that we need to develop contacts. Third question, keep going. I'm ready. Come on. Okay. Keep pushing. What are the uh, top success metrics that you help the clients establish as part of the relationship with the whole Contact ratio. Contact ratio. Make a thousand calls, you speak to no one. Great day. You make 20 calls, speak to 20 people. You're having a great day. Your list needs to be good. People need to be picking up. It's not your fault if nobody picks up. It's contact ratio. Talk time, talk time's great too. The longer the better. It means we're clarifying, we're anchoring, we're confirming. Mm -hmm. I love soft skills, like my two friends here that can pick in and out. So if a dog is barking on a phone call and I can't hear you, what am I gonna do? What I'm gonna do is anchor. Does everybody here love dogs? Yeah. I'm gonna answer and say, hey, I love dogs. What's your dog's name? What breed is it? And how old is your puppy? Inadvertently and passive aggressively, my professor, you are going to know that your dog is disturbing the phone call. You're gonna put it outside and come back and we're gonna anchor on your dog, which we've written about, spoken about, and used. That's not it. And also, my friends, we never force hands at the custodians. You'll like this. From an educated point of view, make a decision. If we have not laid out our arguments enough and listened enough, then that's all us on the calls. That's the balance. Your third question. Come on, three more. One more. Yeah, I want You ever do more. a uh, performance-based compensation? Never. No. Because the attrition would be terrible and people would compromise their ethics immediately to earn that money. I will never do that. We have incentives for our projects, but I would rather have a base and benefits to guarantee ethics, and you earn over and above that. But there are certain projects that work with real estate or other things, but did anybody read Machiavelli's The Prince? It talks about mercenaries. They're talented, but there's no loyalty to a flag. Someone pays them, they go, and they're killers. And so the people that we have here are the best on the phone, but they're cancers and they're jumpers, and they're not gonna stay. And I don't want you here, because you're just gonna muck things up. Does that make sense? That's what you don't want. All right, five question, come on. Come okay. on, everybody, I'm doing great. What do you got? Uh, how do you gather information from all this phone interaction? 
provided back to the customer, right, to the, your customer, the company, so that they have better insights on the customer. It's called a disposition report. And what we're capable of doing is breaking down certain big, big disposition of call from answer machine, sale, call back, wrong number, fax, not interested. Sub-disposition, why? Interesting, sub-dispositions. Sub-dispositions. My clients go, how many not interested? No, 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 no. As you say, onboarding, I want to know why they're not interested. Is it a 3.5% percentage rate? Are they locked in a contract? Do they not have credit? I don't know your industry, but I'm asking 20 questions on just why they don't qualify, so at least you can see the validity of the list. So a lot of the people need to have, it's almost like ringing out and slicing and dicing for there ain't no more. And so I'll surprise the questions with the client. I'll be the devil's advocate, not like I'm not trying to get the account, but I wanna make sure you're ready for anything that comes at you. So it doesn't scoop the agent on you. Sixth question. One of course. <laughs> so when you're starting a new relationship with a client, what are some of the key questions you ask to decide whether or not they're a company you want to do business with. What are their long-term goals? I want results by Monday. It's not gonna work. So I want, someone that has experience helps me, but someone that's new, I need to really establish boundaries. Please, don't tell me you need 20 people by Monday and it's a Friday. Don't you realize that you need to put ads out there? To get your 20, I need to interview 80 of you, which means that each person's about 20 minutes that come in here. And so you, you, you gotta think about how much time it takes to make the cake. And so sometimes people just think it's Hollywood, no, it's not like that fast. And so I need to sometimes explain my process to people so it makes sense to them, especially if they have expectations for labor laws. There's certain, like Memorial Day and Labor Day, Martin Luther King and stuff, those are holidays in the States, but those are working days in Costa Rica. So legally, you still gotta pay somebody that day when people are in the States like, but there's no calls to make. I know, but you're in Costa Rica. You know, but their Independence Day and their other feriados, their holidays, might be different from the United States and don't expect Billy to show up because legally he doesn't have to come in today. It's Semana Santa, it's Holy Week. People are at the beach. You know what I'm talking about? Number seven, Professor. Ooh, well, another 12 with you. <laughs> okay, how do you uh, manage phone coverage through multiple time zones from a staffing and coverage basis? We call it workforce management. If you're using a predictive dollar, you need enough people to take the calls that come in. If not, the calls go in a queue. Right, you've heard that word before? Yeah, so it's a certain balance of staffing accordingly. And so you work backwards. Contact ratio, talk time, wrap up time. And then you figure out how many calls per hour, how many people you need, overstaff it usually by one to offset it, and now you have a perfect flow of inbound and outbound calls. Number eight. You want more? I want to go 12 rounds with the Seattle School of Business Montclair State University. Yes. Um, have you structured relationships with your clients where they have the opportunity to hire any of your staff? and then become full-time employees, and if so, what's the compensation? We don't do that because all the 
agents here work on the Costa Rican labor laws. No one has worked in the United States or circumvented and worked with my clients on this. Excellent question. Number nine, please. Number nine, what's been the biggest disappointment in a particular client relationship? And which situations do you walk away versus ones you try to turn it around? I find the worst relationships are when someone sees us as expendable. And clients have had us for years, or agents on a campaign for years. And I mean, I understand business happens, but extending zero empathy towards those that worked with them for years, I find that to be terrible. Why? I'm here for the laugh and the cry. They're in the United States and just mesh, send me email. But what about our popcorn? What about our pinball? What about our donuts? They never take that into consideration. And I think that's one of the saddest things ever. When the not seen, not heard, nothing falls in the forest. Well, I'm here and I see, especially the tears. That's the tough part. Number 10. Oh. Are there uh, certain industries you focus on so that your team develops a sort of industry expertise? Wonderful, yes. There are certain verticals where a lot of people have experience, collections, customer support, tourism, but people that come in here, once again, have, could have six to 10 years of experience in this industry from other stuff. And as I mentioned, I don't choose people that compromise ethics or have short-term employment. But if someone has what's intelligent, they work in a lot of different sort of industries. I think that's phenomenal because of interest. They're showing interest in different things. Each one's so different, and each one's such a riddle that it's so difficult to solve. And so that's why I, I ask a lot of open-ended questions, so you can explain to me, you know, where you're at there. Um, great question. I think we're on eleven, right? Yeah, I think so. What's number 11? Okay, do you ever have any of your customers insist on category exclusivity where you're not, they don't want you working with their competitors? Yes, but it needs to be large price. enough. You just can't make me exclusive for five seats in the real estate industry. That's not fair. Yeah. And then you also have to give me something where it's worth it. But then again, we do sign NDAs. I mean, they're only as good as the paper it's signed upon, but it's really about a split handshake with people. You really gotta give the word. And um, some people have asked for being in a certain section of the office. We have something called PCI compliance. It's for credit card numbers and you can't have paper or Maya keys and stuff. And so certain clients may need for security purposes, people working on site, not having certain things in their CPU or equipment and being in a certain section to comply with certain legalities. Excellent. How do you involve your customer for a new campaign? You get involved with your team as part of the training process? Mm -hmm. I just don't want people stepping on my toes. And if someone wants to be really, really, really involved in the hiring process, they're not here. So you just start picking people. It could be a disaster and very labor intensive. Plus they might not know the labor laws. It could be misinterpreted. I just gotta make sure that initially they're filtering through myself and supervisors. If they want to 
contact them. It's either email for us to use for coaching or collectively we're on a Zoom call or a training call. You, you can't really leave the client with the agent alone yet. It's too much that you might talk like contractual terms. Oh, it's only a one month test. Thanks. I mean, now the kid's quitting. I mean, you got to be careful. And, and so, you know, there, there has to be those things there. But um, I try to sell sizzle because a lot of people are scared because it's, it's far away from them. But the fact I am from Philadelphia, my contract is described out of West Palm Beach, Florida. So it is a U.S. court. I do follow U.S. business and banking laws. My U.S. corporation then hires my Costa Rican corporation, which pays the taxes, salaries, and what we have to do. So is it expensive? Yes. <laughs> but it's legal. And I can sleep at night. Sound good? Anytime you want to look at the books, they're perfect. And, and that's a nice thing, too, for business. Make sure you know your books and everything's good, right? So just in case there's a question, you're always at the ready. Mm -hmm. I can go three more. I'll go 15 rounds if you want to go. I don't loose. know how late they want to stay here. Oh, are you guys out of here? You guys got I don't know. <laughs> I can go all night. It's almost time. It's almost time. Thank you, everybody. I know that I did a, a thing here today, but I appreciate the time. Did I answer good questions? Yes. yes. Well, thank you, Jersey. I appreciate that. No, but seriously, did at least you take something with you? Good. I, I just don't want to compromise ethics. Promise me this. Not if, but when you have your moment, your Christmas Eve, your first client, your really becoming of age moment of this stage in life. Will you write me an email, please? Or give me a phone call just to say hi and let me know? Because you know I'm the biggest fan. Rock on, Montclair, right? And so if you're ever back here socially, if you're ever on vacation or something, you're, you're welcome here. Does that make sense? Yeah, thank you.